You know, sometimes I don't realize I'm doing things that are inspiring. It's just like, I have this innate driver that if I'm scared to do something, like I have to do it. I don't like being afraid of anything. And so I know I thrive in discomfort. For me, it's so important for me to constantly put myself in that state. And sometimes that means putting myself in, you know, if I have a breakout, putting myself in a vulnerable position. Welcome to the Healthy Skin Show with Jennifer Fugo, where we're flipping everything you've been told about your chronic skin issues upside down and connecting you with alternative solutions your dermatologist never told you about. Welcome back to episode number 44 of The Healthy Skin Show. Today, we are going to talk about how to keep your motivation, especially when you feel incredibly frustrated. My guest today is actually still dealing with eczema, and she's really big into fitness. And so we bonded over having this shared experience of how eczema has really changed and shaped our lives and made things difficult. And yet we continue to press forward. Before we dive into that, I want to say thank you to Amy, who sent me an email after I shared about one of our previous episodes with Krista Bigler, who talked all about sulfur and how sulfur can be an issue potentially for your skin. She said, thank you for this topic. It took me years to figure out this sensitivity, and I'm glad to see more awareness since everyone thinks it's so healthy. Amy, thanks for writing in. I really appreciate it. I wanted to share this note with everybody because the truth is sulfur metabolism issues are one of the more difficult things to identify. And so oftentimes we fixate on big, larger, sexier food groups like nightshades or eggs or dairy or gluten. And yet things like MSM, which are a very common supplement for skin issues, could actually be a problem. And again, this affects a small amount of people. It's not everybody. So I don't want you to run out and say, oh my gosh, Jen's saying we all have issues with sulfur, avoid sulfur. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just giving you an opportunity to dive a little deeper and pick apart your journey so that you can find answers that have been a little challenging so far to uncover. I also wanted to answer a listener's question today. We haven't done this in a little bit. So let's hear from Beverly. Hello. Um, I'd just like to offer up my opinion on what you've just posted, which I think is, um, is very, very relevant. I've suffered from psoriasis since the age of 23. I'm now 57. And I can honestly say that each day is a battle. And I have to really focus on trying not to let it get me down because it does. It's very debilitating. I don't necessarily suffer from psoriatic, uh, rheumatoid arthritis or any of those issues. It's just a skin issue which focuses on my head and my ears. So it's a permanent source of embarrassment. I hate going out knowing I can't wear a navy blue jacket or a black jacket. It's just absolutely no way I can do that because I will feel very embarrassed very quickly. I don't want to continue to use steroid treatments. I eat very, very well. My nutrition is my focus, but it doesn't actually impact on the psoriasis. Nothing does. So, yes, I've been through all of the conventional medical um, establishments. Beverly, thank you so much for submitting this question. I can tell you right now that you are not alone. There are a lot of people listening and just, hey, out there in the world struggling with psoriasis and asking themselves the very same questions. 
first of all, I just want to say that it can feel very frustrating when you feel like you're doing everything right and yet you're really not seeing results. You made all of these nutritional changes, some of which I'll bet you've probably read about online, and yet you're not seeing an improvement to your skin, even though maybe you've read about it on a website where the person who wrote the article said how this miraculously changed their skin's appearance and feel and their autoimmune experience. And that's an important part here I just want to add. Psoriasis is an autoimmune disease. So if you're just looking at psoriasis in and of itself, you may miss certain critical steps because you have to consider it and look at it from the perspective of an autoimmune disease, which is very, very significant. Now, if you're doing a diet, for example, like the autoimmune paleo protocol, one of the pieces to this is that you can't just use the diet alone if after three to maybe six months max, you're just not seeing any improvements. Right there, that's a sign that something underneath the diet is going wrong and that you have to start digging in. And typically that would require the help of some sort of practitioner to be able to identify these things because it can be complicated. With autoimmune disease, you have to be willing to look at your gut. We've talked a lot on this podcast so far about gut issues. And even if those episodes are about eczema, the gut issues still apply. I find that Oftentimes, people get hung up in what type of skin issue they have and fail to realize that some of the information that we're presenting here, even if it's just about one particular type of skin condition, is actually applicable to most of them. So in the case of all the gut information that we've shared so far on this podcast, it would apply as well to psoriasis and other autoimmune skin conditions, even something like vitiligo. So you've got to look at the gut. That's number one. We also want to look at balancing your immune system here because, again, this is an autoimmune disease. And there's something called the Th1 and Th2 responses, and you need to learn how to balance them and manage them. And for more information on that, we're actually going to be sharing a lot within the upcoming Eczema and Psoriasis Awareness Week 2019. So stay tuned for that because we'll have some really great presenters talking about how to do that. In the meantime, I would also encourage you, even though maybe you're eating this fantastic diet, is to consider that there still could be some nutrient deficiencies or insufficiencies in your system because we aren't what we eat. We are what we absorb. And if absorption is compromised due to inflammation, gut infections, bugs that happen to live in the gut that steal certain nutrients before we have the chance to absorb them, or things aren't being broken down properly, we've got problems. And so you've got, essentially on your hands, very expensive poop. So it behooves you to do a really good check under the hood of what's going on from a nutritional standpoint, because our body does not just make all of the nutrition that we need. We have to consume it. Infections can also be another part of this equation. But when I say infections, and I'm talking more outside of the gut, you want to think about have you ever had mono, for example, so that is Epstein-Barr, or any other type of infections. Maybe you have cold sores. Another piece to this is infections. And when I say that, I mean more the chronic infection type of thing. So we're thinking like Epstein-Barr, 
And by the way, not everybody has Epstein-Barr. Not everybody has had it. You may have had exposure to it, but I don't actually believe that every single autoimmune disease, by the way, is triggered by Epstein-Barr. And I've not found that to be true in my clientele, for those of you who may have read that online. However, Epstein-Barr, or you might know it as mono, can certainly be an issue and can be reactivated. You may have had Lyme disease that was never diagnosed, or you have been infected recently. So those are all things to rule out and think about what other infections have you been exposed to over the course of your life. Make a list of those things. As far as diet is concerned, one thing that I can share with you, if you didn't see the article that we wrote about nightshades, nightshades can have an impact on those with psoriasis. It was a very small study that was done that looked at removing nightshades from the diet of those with psoriasis. And the majority of the folks that were involved in that study who had the nightshades taken out of their diet noticed a significant improvement in their symptoms. So that may also be a way to go if you haven't quite taken that step yet. I'll put the link to that article in the show notes so that it's easy for you to find. Another piece of the puzzle that we oftentimes brush off and don't want to deal with because, yes, it can feel very overwhelming and like a Pandora's box we don't want to open, but dealing with the stressors, the traumas, and even the limiting beliefs that you have about yourself, your life, the way things have gone for you are certainly worth investigating because there's always an emotional and mental and physical component to all of these issues. And we have to give a nod to these pieces that we oftentimes don't want to deal with. It's so much easier to take a supplement or change your diet, but to dig into the emotional work takes a lot of practice. And we will discuss that more here on the Healthy Skin Show in upcoming episodes. And if you listen to our next upcoming episode, um, I'm actually going to be talking more about mindset and what can happen when you develop a more negative though seemingly self-protective mindset that results after so much trauma and stress of dealing with and suffering with chronic skin rash conditions. So stay tuned for that coming up very soon. In the meantime, I want to dive into our interview today with my good friend, Teresa Di Pasquale. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Healthy Skin Show. Today, I've got a good friend with me who was willing to share a vulnerable side of herself that, you know, a lot of people feel uncomfortable talking about skin issues. And I love the fact that she's willing to say, hey, yeah, I got skin issues going on and they've really impacted my life. And I want to share that with all of you because I want to help inspire you guys to not feel so ashamed and alone about it. My guest today is Teresa Di Pasquale. She is the CEO and founder of Boss Bikini Fitness. She's also an entrepreneurial fitness expert, author of the Boss to Bikini book, Wife and Mother of Two, ages 8 and 11. She's made her mark internationally in the fitness industry with her revolutionizing online training and content delivery programs, which by the way, I am a member of. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Teresa is one of social media's most popular fitness phenoms, inspiring and helping people around the world to improve their health and fitness. With almost 500,000 followers online, her presence continues to grow rapidly because of her straight-up, in-your-face approach to health and fitness. She has mastered the art of personal branding and recently expanded to build an online marketing business and coaching programs to help healthpreneurs 
build their online brands. Thank you so much for joining us today, Teresa. Thanks so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. I know. This is a long time coming. We had talked about this months ago, and now we're making it happen. Yes. So, so do you want to just give listeners, uh, what's the deal that you wanted to come on and talk about today? I don't want to like, I don't want to ruin it for them, but why, why is this important to you? Well, you know, when you and I talked, I thought it was really interesting to hear what you were doing because I think it's such a like embarrassing thing that people don't want to talk about. So like a lot of people struggle with it, but you know, it's weird having skin rashes or you know, like I was just telling you before you know, we started recording is like, I'll have an eczema breakout, people are looking at my neck weird, like they don't want to say anything. And you know, they're thinking something like, what the hell is that on her neck? And so I just, just think it's so important to put the message out there that, you know, I put up these like pretty pictures on Instagram and they're, they're edited, obviously. I'm not putting my everyday real life, you know, shit that I'm struggling with. And so I like to keep it very real and authentic. And so I think it's an important message to put out and let people know that like, yeah, here's these pretty pictures, but here's also who I am and what I'm dealing with. So... And so eczema is your main skin issue. Yeah, I suffered with it my whole life. When I was a kid, I used to get it really badly. And then it kind of went away. And believe it or not, it came back with a vengeance when I was an adult after I started my fitness career. It also corresponds with after I started my entrepreneurial career. So I think a lot of it has to do with stress and dysfunction and, you know, not making uh, enzymes and all of the above. <laughs> so it's been something, it's been an ongoing battle that I've been struggling with and there'll be times it's great and I don't have a breakout for a long time then all of a sudden it'll just come back and I'm like oh crap what do I, I, I was almost like I forget how to deal with it because it's been gone for so long um and so now I'm at a point where I've been having like really bad breakouts but I'm they're subsiding again so I'm going uh one of my best friends is a physician in New York yeah. Dr. Gabrielle Lyon so I'm going to see her next month and we're going to be doing part two of my treatment we tried to clean up my gut already so we've been through a long process of trying to clean up my gut my diet got me on some proper supplements for that and then now the next step is uh, we're going to be doing it's called an LRA so it stands for like lymphocyte reactivity test and so that's what I was explaining to you is that it's not really like a food sensitivity test it's more of testing what your immune system is reacting to. And the whole purpose of it isn't to avoid the foods forever or the substances or chemicals. It's to really avoid them to allow your body to heal, get rid of the inflammation. And then once you start healing, you can rebuild and then you can slowly start adding those things in, hopefully without the reaction. So we're doing that in May. So I'm hoping that will be a tremendous help as well. Well, I think it's also interesting that you've mentioned about you were cleaning up your gut and I've talked a ton on the Healthy Skin Show and had guests on about the connection between the gut and the skin. And so can you just share with listeners, you know, obviously doing the creams only gets you so far. Do you, do you, did you find that working on the gut piece helped move the ball forward for you? Oh, gosh, yeah. When, when I was younger and I eat a ton of gluten, I had no idea all these different things. Um, I used to get eczema so badly. Not only eczema, I used to get um, yeast. I got thrush when I was nursing my son. He got, what is it, the thrush in his mouth. Like it was, mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely been life-changing cleaning up my diet. So I do gluten-free. I try to eat only healthy whole foods, you know, good fats. Um, I don't do extreme fat diets. I just try to eat very healthy. But gluten-free has definitely been a game-changer. I don't really eat dairy either. Um, I've noticed I have some trigger foods that I don't digest well. So unfortunately for me, I cannot eat any whole nuts. Like I just cannot, it's just, I'll get eczema everywhere. So like taking in that, that component and then coupling it with a ton of supplements. <laughs> I feel like I'm a walking supplement. <laughs> a lot of listeners can relate. But it makes me feel better and keeps me alive and my brain's clear and I feel like everything has just improved overall. The inflammation's down. So it's definitely helped me a ton. So now the second part is like figuring out the immune response part. So I can kind of get rid of that. 
Yeah. And she also, uh, this is not exciting to talk about, but she thinks I have a penis <laughs> as well. So I'm not looking forward to getting that test, but I am going to go through it because she swears. I guess apparently they're very common and a lot of people get them either from traveling or believe it or not, wash your lettuce because she said there's a ton of parasites in lettuce. So now I'm like double washing everything that I eat. <laughs> and but, you know what's interesting about parasites too is the most common entry point is actually through the bottom of the foot. So if you got like cats and dogs in your house, cat, a lot of times if they're going outside, which oftentimes you let dogs go outside, they are bringing parasites into the house. Um, and then I've actually had a parasite. Again, got it through my foot. My husband got a parasite through his foot. But we were both traveling. I was in Costa Rica and he got his in Belize, I think. Yeah. So we were in third world countries, but it is very possible. And, and I should also add too that people might be thinking, well, if you get a parasite, you must have like diarrhea and feeling really, really wow. crazy sick. And no, that's actually not necessarily the case. I never had crazy digestive symptoms. I had weird ones that I couldn't pinpoint. And my yeah. husband had other issues, but it, you can have parasites without becoming like getting Montezuma's revenge, as they call yeah, it. That's why uh, she was saying most people go undiagnosed because there's a, mm -hmm. you don't realize that you have it. It causes exactly. like the inflammation type reactions or the, you know things like that, but not primary, primary actions. So. Exactly. So, an update. Yes. And, and, and would you mind just sharing a little bit, you were saying before we started that, you know, you've had a lot of experience using topical steroids oh as gosh. well. Yeah. So I have, um, I was telling you my skin from, you know, when you're younger, they don't tell you when I was growing up, they didn't say like clean up your diet or, you know, like I used to drink soda, like it was going out of style. I used to eat processed. It was just horrible. And so instead they would be like, here, put some cortisone, you know, cream on it. And so I grew up my whole life putting topical creams on it. And so of course, like my skin is so thin. So I have like premature aging on my neck because this is for some reason I get it really badly here. And what's interesting is I actually got really sick a couple years ago and got tumors. I think I told you the story one time in person, but the tumors were here too. So I don't know what I got going on here, but it's like my detox lymph point of something. I don't know where it comes out, but it's so thin that sometimes when I scratch it, if I do get a breakout, it'll like actually rip open and bleed because that's how like delicate my skin is. So what I'm trying, once I get all of this handled, I'm going to go back and I want to get like laser surgery to try to resurface the skin. And I've been doing some PRP. We actually own stem cell clinics. So I'm hoping maybe once everything, I don't want to do that and then have it break out again. So I'm like trying to get rid of it, you know, not for good, but for the most part, and then start doing all this like topical treatments to it. So yeah. It's a process. It is a process. And you've been able through all the things that you've done. And I mean, I just want to also mention to people, we talked about how, you know, you have this app that I use to work out and whatnot, but like you used to compete in yeah. fitness competitions. So like, how did you get the confidence? I mean, you're probably people are listening to this going like, I'm afraid for anybody to see any part of me that's broken out. So how did you get the confidence that if you had this for a long time, like what was it like going from like having rashes to then being like, okay, I'm going to be on stage in a fitness competition. I don't know. I just, you know, I guess I've had them so long. They just part of me. So I don't even think about it. I mean, not that I don't think about it, but you know what I mean? It doesn't stop me now because it's just, you have to either accept it and move on with your life or it's just going to hold you back and make you, you know, hide in the corner. So for me, it's like, I'm not going to stop doing things I want to do because I have eczema. So like when I do have breakouts, you know, throw some makeup on over it and, and keep going with your day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that is a really inspiring point though, to keep in mind that it, it, you can keep doing a lot of things despite having these rashes, even though you know, you don't necessarily feel your most confident. Do you, and, and, and speaking of, you know, I, when I developed eczema on my hands, like I basically stopped working out because I got to the point where like sweating was difficult and then I didn't want to go to a gym. 
do you have any tips for anybody who might be struggling with like having breakouts and like, what could they do if like a they're embarrassed to go to a gym or what would your suggestion be around fitness? Cause I feel like moving a lot of times can help you just mentally feel better. So for me in the past, it's either gone one way or the other. It's either irritated the hell out of it if it's really bad or it makes it better sometimes. So I feel like I'm detoxing and getting some of the inflammation out. So it's, it's kind of like a double edged sword. Uh, but I know for me, like if I'm having like a really bad reaction, some things that help me, like I take, like I said, magnesium and if it's really bad, I'll like, I know this is not, this probably isn't the healthiest way, but you can take like an anti-inflammatory and it'll cut it. And it's just enough to let me like keep moving on with my day. And then usually it'll start going away. But I don't, for me, fitness is such an integral part of my life. I don't, I, you're different because if it was on your hands, you can't physically do things. So that's a different scenario. But because mine's on my neck, it's like, for the most part, unless it's so aggravated that it's like the sweat is burning it, I'm going to continue to work out. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's my sanity, so I have to. So, I, like I said, I've just I've I've gotten so used to having it that I don't. Not that I don't think about it, but I just move forward. You know, I pursue my goals, even though I have it. You know, you just can't let it stop you. Yeah. And did you ever notice too, like when you were competing, or now when you like go to business, you speak at a lot of business events and things like that. So you're really, you very much are a public figure. Um, you know, I love watching your photos every day show up on Instagram. I find them to be very inspiring. But is there ever moments where you're just like, wow, I, I didn't know that I had this in me because like you have something that for a lot of people causes a lot of shame, and yet you've somehow managed to be like. I'm going to put myself out there regardless. I'm going to keep doing this regardless of the, the imperfections that I have. Like, that's really cool. It really yeah. is. You know, sometimes I don't realize I'm doing things that are inspiring. It's just like, I, I have this innate driver that if I'm scared to do something, like I have to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, I don't like being afraid of anything. And so I know I thrive in discomfort. I'm getting ready to make a post of this today, actually. For me, it's so important for me to constantly put myself in that state. And sometimes that means putting myself in, you know, if I have a breakout, putting myself in a vulnerable position. Like the other day that I had a breakout last week, I had to go to a business meeting and I know the girl was like looking at my neck weird, but she didn't say anything. And it's like, it's kind of the awkward, you almost want to bring it up. Like it's just eczema, but then you just leave it alone. So I just, I don't know. I know that I'm putting myself out there for the greater good, you know what I mean? Of, of overcoming like whatever it is that I'm embarrassed about. So yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a really good point too. I think a lot of times we get sucked into the daily life of feeling like very stuck mm -hmm. <laughs> every day in all of these moments, but maybe that's one of the lessons here that we can share with the listeners is that you start to see a greater, your, your life and yourself from that point of a greater purpose. Mm -hmm. That may be a way to also help keep you moving forward instead of getting stuck when things don't go right, like you have a business meeting or you're speaking in front of an audience of women about whatever, and all of a sudden your neck is all broken out, but you still do it anyway, because exactly. you know that your higher purpose is more important than... I love that point. Yeah. And just, just as uh, I think it's worthwhile to mention, and I definitely want to mention this because to me, movement has been something that was a really big deal to me. And then I very much got off the wagon. And, and one of the big things was, the eczema on my hands really messed that up, the, which is kind of in a sense silly because I actually could have done other things. It just didn't involve me touching weights and whatnot. But, but the one thing I really liked in getting back into movement um, as my skin is getting better, it was finding your app. And that was really helpful because I didn't have to go to a gym and see people, like if my hands were itchy or any number of issues that I have, like I didn't have to go to a gym in order to feel yeah. comfortable enough to work out. 
So could you just share with everybody a little bit about what your app is and how if they're looking to add in movement and they're able to do that, how that might be a helpful way to get started, at least at home? Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I do that sometimes too. If I'm having a breakout and I really don't want to <laughs> I'm like, eh, I'm just going to do my app at home. So it definitely does come in handy. But um, the app is something that I made for people who really like, in this situation, you just want to work out at home. You don't want to go to a gym. You just want a program to follow. Um, so it's got a couple of different programs. If you're a beginner or I have uh, a two different 90 day programs. So one for beginner and one for advanced, that's really designed to transform your body. And so I provide you very specific, you know, exercises with the videos, like you saw mm -hmm. the tip. Yep. And it's really nice. I even do it myself because sometimes I just, I don't want to think about what I'm doing. I just want somebody to tell me what to do. So it's just somebody there telling you what to do and keeping you accountable to the workout. So yeah. it's just, and there are timers. So you'll yeah. be like, it just counts down of like how long, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to keep doing this another 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and it's helpful. Like it helped get me motivated when I felt so demotivated and I didn't want to think about what I had to do and I just wasn't comfortable going to the gym. Yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. And it, it is a really great thing because I can carry around like, I don't have an iPhone, but um, I use my iPad instead and it's nice like even if I do go to the gym now I can still bring it and stream the workouts on Wi-Fi. So it's really nice um, And it's I will say, you know If I could hire a trainer for every single time I went to the gym, that'd be great But that's like beyond my budget at the moment and you know This is a really economical way and effective way I found and it is made it really enjoyable as well and it helps track my progress and keeps me accountable. So I just I wanted to share that with everybody because I know that sometimes we just go, I can't do this because yeah. of all these reasons. And I think that movement is important. And if you can find a way to just move, mm -hmm. that sometimes can be just to boost your mood a little bit, you know, yes. to not feel like you're just, you can't do anything. And you really, you can. And, and that was the one thing that this gave me the confidence to do again. So I just wanted to like, I, I love the fact that you have gone through this and you're still going, th I mean, I wish you weren't going through it. I, I don't wish anybody was going through it this because I know what it's like, but I'm glad that you're here and that you're able to speak from a place of experience and really know what it's like to have these issues and to also bring this other piece into the conversation of like how you can bring movement back into your life if you're not comfortable with going to the gym right now. I think it's so important, you know, if you look at like the book Spark talks about the correlation between movement and depression. And if you have these conditions, you're more inclined to be upset, you know, and not in a good place because it's very frustrating when you have, you know, these rashes and you kind of feel like you have to be secluded or hide yourself. And so I think movement is even more essential to keep you in that positive mindset, you know, and to keep yeah. you in a good place. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, thank you so much, Teresa. I really appreciate you sharing your story. And hopefully you will keep us updated on what... <laughs> I'm going to snap on my Instagram the, when I go to Dr. Gabrielle. And, uh, so I'll keep everybody updated on my snaps. Okay. That, sound, that <laughs> sounds wonderful. And of course, you can find Teresa over on Instagram. Um, I follow her. And again, she's got a lot of really great posts. Do you want to share with us um, where can everybody find you? What's the best spot for them to I'm on Instagram that? the most. It's uh, Teresa with an H, Teresa De Pasquale Fit. So it's D-E-P-A-S-Q-U-A-L-E. And then um, I do have a Facebook as well, Teresa De Pasquale. And my website is bikinibossfitness.com. Very cool. And we'll put all the links in the show notes. And I'll also connect you guys with that book, Spark, that Teresa mentioned as well. So you can check that out. We'll just put all of that in the show notes and then you can follow along and, and we'll look forward to hearing what happens at your next visit. But thank you so much for joining with us. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love what you're doing. 
I don't know about you guys, but I am incredibly curious to hear about what Teresa's results give to her as far as data and what those changes that she'll make ultimately translate to as far as feeling better and how her eczema is affected. So stay tuned. She's going to keep me posted and I'm happy to share that with you guys. As always, all of the links are in the show notes for this episode. And remember, I love that you guys tune in, but we are a growing community. And when you think about where you were, maybe now or a while ago, where you didn't have access to this type of information, you can end up in a really dark place. So make sure to share this episode, whether you forward it to a friend or you could also post it in your favorite message board or Facebook group, sharing what you love about not only this episode, but the podcast as a whole. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.